episode 19 for this one flying solo today i've just um i was a bit uh, a bit under the weather on uh, on sunday when we were supposed to record usually do a show with the lads every two weeks uh, we catch up and do the rundown of the uh, last two weeks worth of things that have uh, piqued our interests and things are uh, newsworthy and all that sort of shit but uh, unfortunately the weekend just gone yeah i was um saturday i was feeling a little bit shit and then uh, woke up sunday feeling even worse um and I never get sick. I haven't been sick in, Jesus, uh, years, I would say, a long time. Uh, they have been doing a bit of work on upgrading some of these bloody towers around me, though, too. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, hopefully that's not what's affecting me, but maybe I was just a little bit run down. I've been still been pretty busy. I haven't had a chance to have my, my winter wind down, which I usually do. Uh, but anyway, so I'm feeling a little better now. It's Thursday. I usually record on the Sunday, so I just needed a a day or two to get over it. And then we just haven't been able to sort of get aligned with our times and the lads are always busy. So it's just up to me to do a bit of a rundown on what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I'll let everyone know too. Uh, I've got a few guests, interesting shows uh, lined up. Um, Ari, Ari Asulan from ParadigmThreat.net is actually going to jump back on the show with me for the members. So that'll be for the uh, Patreon bonus content show. Uh, more interesting stuff to go over there with his timeline project and uh, we'll be talking about cosmology and mud flood and all that sort of shit. Some fascinating stuff, man. I love it. Can't get enough of that stuff. Uh, so I hope all the members can uh, look forward to that one. And if you're interested, head over to the Patreon in the link and uh, yeah, join up there. You can just join up for a month and binge it all and then come back and see me again in six months. Who knows? Whatever. Cancel and join whenever you want. It's up to you guys. But um, I've got a few long-term members there. I've been supporting the show and, and what we do here for quite a while now. So always uh, always appreciate all those people there. Um, oh, how funny is this? Just had a, one of my mates contact me. Apparently, uh, one of her his his missus relatives has just passed away from COVID, and uh, he says, "Like fuck, she had diabetes for years. She was double vaxxed." This vaccine is a crock of shit. That's what he says. She tested positive on June 21st, was in the ICU for four weeks. Yeah, so well done. Another another victim of the jabs there. And just happens to be uh, a relative of one of my mates, Mrs. So it's it's not, it's going to be that, I mean, it used to be, 
it used to be cancer. You know what I mean? Like cancer was that thing where everyone knew someone who's been affected by it. Even myself now, of course, because my dad passed away from it. But back in April, you know, that was the thing. Everyone's, everyone knew, you know, cancer touches someone's life all, all the time in everyone's uh, world. You don't know. You can never say you don't know anyone who hasn't passed away from it or who has got it. You just can't these days. It's it's it, that's the real end. It's endemic, you know. Um, but now that's slowly becoming, you know, to us who are awake, that's now slowly becoming the jabs, isn't it? You know, where now we all seem to know someone who's a relative who, who's who's double, triple, quad jabbed, and, oh, look, they've had a heart attack. Oh, look, they had a stroke. Oh, they've just passed away. Oh, oh they've been sick for the last uh, couple of months now and, and then died positive with COVID. Like, oh, come on, people. Wakey, wakey. But anyway, that's that's the new trend I've noticed too. That's that's the thing that's happening a lot more lately. Um, and he just sent me a picture of her. He's going to send me a photo of her, and she was, um, yeah, she... She was healthy. She was as healthy as you and me, mate, he says. There's a picture over there. Well, rest in peace, uh, dear lady. Sorry to hear that, uh, yeah, my friend of mine has uh, lost a loved one there. Anyway, that's just the world we're in now, isn't it? People who aren't awake to this thing go and get these jabs because they think they're the best thing since sliced bread and they're told to do it and it's good for everyone. Oh, I'm doing it for you, you know, like, yeah, this is what happens. Unbelievable. Anyway, back to what I was talking about before. It just popped up on my on my phone as I was just going through my notes. I'm like, oh, oh, this sounds interesting. Uh, but here we go. So, upcoming guests, of course, I mentioned Ari from uh, Paradigm Threat rejoining me to uh, go over a few things in the member show. Uh, we've also got, uh, I think she's quite possibly first. Let me bring up my email to confirm. Because I've got two other international guests, both from uh, all three guests coming on the one on the bonus show, and of course two on the main show, uh, all from the US. But Jim Lee or James Lee is his name, uh, and he's from ClimateViewer.com. Uh, caught his show. He was a guest on um, the Higher Side Chats with Greg Carlwood. It was a wonderful show. I, I really enjoyed it. I listened to it about three times. I'm like, man, I really knew to get this going. Uh, we've been talking a lot about climate and the weather and all that sort of shit, chemtrails and things. I mean, we cover that sort of stuff here a fair bit. So uh, he's very knowledgeable on it too. He's got a different angle, uh, which I want to throw at you listeners as well. So can't wait for that one. Uh, when did I book him in for? Let's have a little quick look here. Around the 13th of August, so Sunday the 14th for us. So that's coming up soon. Yep. So that'll be Jim Lee or James Lee, and another lovely lady, an author, Elena. Elena Freeland is going to be joining us. She's at the end of the month, uh, towards the end of October, uh, August, uh, from elenafreeland.com, www.elanafreeland.com. And uh, so we're going to be having a chat about her book, um, Geoengineering Trilogy, Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. That was a, a recent one, and she's also got a new one out. Geoengineered Transhumanism, How the Environment Has Been Weaponized by Chemicals, Electromagnetism, and Nanotechnology for Synthetic Biology, published in uh, late 2021. I do believe Adam actually had her on the show um, over at the Crows Files podcast. Um, 
but yeah, we're going to get her on because again, this is just something that we're noticing a lot more. We're making these connections between all of this shit that's happening with the geoengineering stuff and transhumanism. And she has basically put a link to the two of them and how it's, you know, what it really spells for humanity if they, um, if they can go through with it. So really looking forward to that one. Should be, should be a fun show as well. She's very easy to listen to Elena. Um, so I hope everyone enjoys that show. So that's what's coming up in uh, for the general knowledge podcast over the over this month. Pretty much going to be pretty quite a busy August actually, uh, as we wind down the uh, the rest of this season. Like I said, this is number nineteen now. We usually do about twenty four, I think, in a in a, in a season. Um, and this is the fourth one. So here we go. That's right. Okay, so I did I did mention I alluded to it in, on some of the previous shows as uh, as the regular listeners would probably remember. My wife got hold of a pack of five of those rat tests, the rapid antigen tests, and she went back to the pharmacy again to pick up something else. And again, they offered her another five. So she's like, uh, "Yeah, okay, I'll take them like for free." You know what I mean? They everyone's over-purchased on all these things and now they just kind of fucking get rid of them. So it's just, you know, handing out like lollies in the shop. Here you go. Oh, you like some more rats with that? There you go. So she's got, t- we had 10 of them. And because um, we, we wanted to test, you know, stuff around the house. We wanted to test water, tap water and, um, oh shit, what else was it? I think I took a photo actually of what we tested. Oh, maybe I didn't. I know I did do a video. Uh, where is it? Maybe I didn't. I'm sure I did. Anyway, if I find it, I'll link it in the um, show notes. But yeah, basically um, tested. Well, that's right. I put up on the Patreon too. So if the members of the of the show have already seen this video, uh, but for the main listeners, I'll um, I'll just go through it with y'all. Content testing. Testing the tests is what I called it. Yep, so we acquired um, a bunch of those tests and I'll rattle off the things that we tested with these things too. Let me just pull the standard down because it's going to be a bit, in, a bit loud otherwise because I have a list of them. And yeah, so it was the... What's the name of the test here? Uh, I've, got, I've got it in the video anyway. Rapid Energy Cassette, five tests in the one thing. Uh, so... Uh, mouthwash with the little saline buffer, cola, like a cola drink without the saline buffer, uh, mineral water, also with the saline buffer, tap water. Um, my son spit, he spit on um, on a bit of plastic and then we rolled the test little jab. Of course, we were never going to stick this thing up his nose or anything, so we just got him to spit in something. And he was having, he had a bit of a sore throat at the time too. So I'm surprised he didn't come up with a test, a positive test. Uh, hand sanitizer we tested. Uh, fruit juice, rainwater, and some dog saliva as well, dog spit. One of my dogs, uh, we had to, <laughs> that's quite funny actually, in order to get him to get his spit, because I didn't want to put the test in his mouth nor on any of our bodies, the actual thing. Because uh, who knows what's on those things, and you know, we've we've seen we've probably all seen those videos where there's you know they can actually vaccinate you with the test by just jabbing that in your nose, you know, because it could be something on it. 
So we didn't trust it, of course. So what we did was to get the spit from, I gave him my son, it was easy, just he could just spit out and we just rolled it in on a bit of plastic. But my dog, for the dog spit, I had to, my dog, of course, when he's hungry or you got food around him, he starts to drool. So we, um, I grabbed like a treat out of the fridge, a bit of kangaroo stick or something. And we're just sort of holding it there. And I'm like, put it in his bowl. But I, yeah, I don't let him go and get the food because you know that's when it makes him drool. So he waits for me to you know, click my fingers and say he can go. And he's sitting there, just drool, just drool out. I'm like, so I grab the little small bit. I'm rolling it on the deck there where his drool is. And yeah, that's how we got the dog switch. But funnily enough, I thought, I actually thought we were going to get some, probably a couple of positives here and there. We got one that kind of looked like the, the cola kind of looked a little positive, um, which is a little bit odd. The test kind of went a bit wacky on that one. Uh, all the rest of them were all pretty solid results, but everything was negative, which I still find quite funny as well that there was actually a negative result rather because it says you can have a positive a negative or an inconclusive or i think it was inconclusive or you know i've got it on the video here was it say uh, invalid sorry is the other result and i thought i thought for sure testing all these things it'll come up invalid because it doesn't detect any you know human antigen stuff you know in these tests and Sure enough, they all actually came up as invalid. So I thought that was kind of strange as well. Um, we did put a couple of them underneath um, a bit of a black light kind of situation as well to see if they were, we didn't do that in the video though, but uh, to see if they were, uh, some of those tests were uh, predetermined because I've seen some videos of that as well where guys holding them up to the black lights and they were all either, some were positive, some were negative and they were already showing those results. So they were already preset, uh, which is dodgy as fuck. But anyway, um, and none of those did it on that on that on those particular ones. So we just kind of moved on to oh we'll, we'll just we'll just start testing them. But it was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> just sort of let the listeners know anyway. All right, moving on. I wanted to um, we had some protests in Brisbane. I was going to get I didn't go um, that last rally. Andy and I think I did think Ethan actually turned up to take some photos. I was going to get them to do a bit of a rundown, but of course they're not here for this one, so we might throw that on the next episode. And there was an article to go along with it, which uh, Ethan put up uh, prior actually put it out on the 20th, 20th of uh, July called the importance of protecting your privacy at protests. So we'll save that for uh, a future episode, um, and we'll get them, get those guys to. Uh, to go over that information there. In the meantime, though, there was a couple of little things I wanted to go over for you guys. Let me just find, there was a cool video, here we go. And I should be able to actually screen share this for the uh, for the members so you can listen to the audio here. Uh, right. Right, let me go back a little bit there. I should probably screen share it before I do that. Here we go. Share computer sound. There it is. Okay. Hopefully it's not too loud when it comes to there is no SARS-CoV-2, hence there's no COVID-19, hence there's no variants, there's no gamma, no delta, no omicron, and there's certainly no damn monkeypox. Monkeypox is essentially a side effects of the jabs, folks. There ain't no new virus. If you're if you've been injected with monkey, uh, with any of the Pfizer or Moderna or whatever, Johnson & Johnson, any of those jabs, you get monkeypox. Essentially, you're detoxifying from your skin. So um, I was contacted by my lab uh, principal investigator, and who's the chief, chief scientist of the lab, 
And they said they got 1,500 COVID positive samples from Southern California, and we got a huge $1.5 million grant from the NIH to do the isolation of the novel. We had 20 lab members, and we started the... Should just quickly pause there for you guys. So this is an Indian chick by the name of Pornima Wag, W-A-G-H, her name. She's got two PhDs, one in virology and immunology, or both in virology and immunology. I mean, they're probably really pseudosciences now anyway, but uh, in Santa Barbara, California. So she's sort of basically blowing the lid on uh, some pretty interesting information here. All the things which we, of course, already know, but it's very interesting that this is coming out of this this particular professional's uh, mouth. And here's, yeah, keep listening to what she's got to say. Process of isolation and purification, characterization and causation, the way I described it should be done the correct way with the Koch's postulates and all. We started in late April 2020, and we went all the way through September of 2020. I mean, that's a very, that's several months. And the reason is my PI, the, the principal investigator, wanted the test done three times. She wanted us to do the isolation done three times on the 1,500 samples because she kept saying, when the first time when we did it, we didn't find anything. We just found cellular debris. We didn't find SARS-CoV-2. We didn't find flu. We didn't find anything. Okay, that because she was she was upset that we hadn't isolated SARS-CoV-2. She was very much wanting to isolate and find this novel virus. So we did it three times, and we found the same thing, just human, just cellular debris under the microscope. The way we did it. And then, you know, once we did the Koch's postulates, we used ferrets instead of mice. And so we had 100 ferrets that we injected this material into. And then you always have to have a control group. That means you take a control group of another 100 ferrets and you inject them with saline solution. When we injected the ferrets, okay, this is very interesting. The ferrets, if, if, if there was something really deadly, like a virus or something that makes people sick, you know, which they say all these people had runny noses, high fevers, pneumonia, blah, 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 headaches. Well, the ferrets should also get those same symptoms. Nothing happened. All were healthy. They were moving around, very active, vibrant. In fact, their appetites increased. Some of them got kind of chunky. And 10 ferrets lost a little bit of fur on their tail, and that's about it. Losing fur on your tail is not SARS-CoV-2. So she sent emails to other universities saying, this is what we found. We contacted 100 universities in this country, of which only six responded. They said, all right, we'll replicate this whole process exactly the way you did it. They, they took about a month and a half to do their studies, and they found the same thing we did. That's all they didn't find. They didn't find SARS-CoV-2. They didn't find the genome. They didn't find anything. I mean, nothing was found. Seven universities then called the CDC. Robert Redfield was the director. I call him the, the um, let's see, Fauci's colleague and Trump appointee as CDC director. We called them and we said, hey, these are the findings. Okay. Uh, 2.5 hours on a Zoom call back and forth. And he says, just call it SARS-CoV-2. I don't care what you found. You found something else. You have to call it COVID and SARS-CoV-2. If you don't call it SARS-CoV-2, you're going to lose your job. You'll never work in a lab again. I'll make sure you never work in a lab again. We'll, you, the, your lab will be you know, closed down, underfunded, not funded, et cetera, et cetera. We said no. Um, 
our group decided to go ahead and publish our findings, and we went through 21 journals. The last journal that we went, we went through Science, Nature, PLOS One. The last one we went through was in October of last year, October 2021. The Danish Medical Journal, we decided to go outside the country. We thought, okay, maybe if we go to Scandinavia, they're usually open-minded. First they said, they gave us a provisional yes, and then they said no. I think the government, the Danish government probably put some pressure or something. I don't know what happened. Between like June of 2020 through early August 2020, after we found what we found, and the CDC said you have to call the SARS-CoV-2, blah, 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 we actually started calling the CDC and asking them to send us an isolated purified sample so we could test it, okay? So we could actually do the causation studies and Colts postulates. Since they didn't believe that our samples were any good, we said, hey, why don't you send us just one or two samples, right? First they said they can't send it. Then they said they didn't have any samples. There's no records of any samples, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then after two months, they just started hanging up on us. Finally, in April of 2021, our lab was raided by the FBI. Everything was confiscated, computers, paperwork, drafts. Fortunately, me and four other people had saved everything. I have everything saved, including the actual paper copies. I kept those, um, you know, the drafts, all our work, uh, writings, everything. So we have all of that. We saved that. We can still publish. So there you go. We just uh, minimize that one there. So it's pretty fascinating, isn't it? Um, I'll just mute that so I can just quickly scan back to. Yeah, so uh, tried to get it published, wanted to get the samples because they were like, oh, yours are dodgy. We'll give us some of yours. And then they were like, well, you know, we don't have them. You know, like this is this is what we're dealing with here. There is no SARS-CoV-2, you know, she's, she's proven it. This lady is in that industry. She's, you know, in the, in, amongst the other pseudoscientists of, of virology and immunology and stuff. And she was, um, she was trying to come out and say, uh, yeah, yeah, there is no um, SARS-CoV-2. We couldn't detect anything. We, our tests didn't make anything sick. Um, yeah. So they wanted to publish their findings and then, isn't that crazy? You know, the old CDC director going, I don't care what you found, just call it this and say it's this. Otherwise, we're going to defund you and shut you down. Blah, blah, blah. There you go. Unfucking believable. That's how the world really works, folks. It's not real. It's all made up. I mean, I'll put the link for this video in the show notes as well. So uh, if anyone wants to share around and show their family members and stuff and be like, hey, this is what we're going through. They've, they've been able to prove it's not real. All right, we've been saying it for years, you know? Anyway, more proof from people on the inside who study this sort of stuff for a living. What more can we give them, you know, what more? All right, moving on. Uh, here we go. This one uh, went up over at TOTT News a couple of days ago, 29th of July. I will screen share this and uh, go through it with you guys. So let me just bring that back up. All right. All right. 
TOTTnews.com. The Pfizer papers, how the company covered up the deaths of trial participants. It has been revealed that none of the trial deaths documented by Pfizer were attributed to the vaccine when reported on, among other deceptive discoveries. Dr. TJ Coles is the uh, author of this article. Definitely a contributing writer, always excellent articles from TJ. Uh, this four part, this, sorry, this is part four of our series examining the released documents. There's links to parts one, two, and three. So you just click through to those ones, folks, if you want to read along. But this is part four. <clears throat> Newly released Pfizer US Food and Drug Administration, that's the FDA documents, suggested after several trial participants died following injection with the experimental product, Pfizer covered up their deaths by attributing them to natural causes, existing conditions, and even by mere assumption that the given death was not triggered by the injection. Before bringing the injectable product to market, supposedly to tackle the COVID pandemic, Pfizer held clinical trials as per normal when developing new drugs and vaccines. But as TOTTnews.com has documented, the trials did not meet normal clinical standards. <clears throat> Phases were initially called stages before being chronologically mixed. Cohorts overweighted for young and middle-aged people when in fact elderly are the most at risk from death with from COVID. Prior COVID infections, that is natural immunity, were not always counted for. Too few placebos were administered. And Pfizer knew that a third dose of the professed vaccine would be needed while marketing the product as a two-dose safe and effective. As one TOTT news reader commented, these were not trials in the traditional sense. There's a link to that comment as well. A joke of methodology. We all we already know, sorry, we already know that in brazen violation of trial protocol, the participants of the initial stage, later renamed phase, were unblinded. The stratification of data is a complete mess. For instance, the key to one chart says subjects who originally received placebo and then received the BNT162B2, the vaccine candidate, after unblinding subjects who originally received that. So unblinded participants, some initially blinded, received both a placebo and the injection, but we don't know during what phase and others just received that injection, but remained blinded. Strange. In other violations, the placebo and that injection recipients were mixed. So in other documents, the, when placebo recipients were listed as having died, it could mean that those were actually uh, injection recipients of the vaccine uh, who actually died because their initial designation as a placebo patient was recorded. That's correct. So they've mixed them up. So I, I, I guarantee you, any of those deaths who were actually placebos were, of course, not placebos. You don't die from a placebo. You die from poisoning and getting injected with that shit. That's what's actually done, of course. But they convoluted, they um, uh, yeah, mixed it all up to make sure that it was ob obfuscated there as well. <clears throat> Uh, here we go, deaths. The court ordered release of uh, 3,600 plus page PDF, which is linked to there, hidden in a zip file, dedicates three pages to deceased participants. It was published internal to the Pfizer FDA in April, 2021. Little picture over there. 15 participants mentioned in the document uh, died after receiving at least one dose of the vaccine. 
Yet, as we shall see, Pfizer does not attribute any death to the injection. Unlike a second document examined below, this one does not make clear which, which patients died after being administered to the placebo compared to the uh, actual vaccine. I keep saying vaccine because it's BNT162B2. I don't want to keep saying that. Unlike the second document, it does not mention injection dosage. 39 patients died, at least six of whom died from events definitely uh, unrelated to COVID and or injection. That is cancer, road accidents, and a drug overdose. Other causes of death are less clear cut, such as sepsis and arteriosclerosis. Uh, as noted above, the key to the chart mentions unblinding, but it, it is not clear if it refers to unblinded placebo and or the vaccine. Of the possible vaccine-related deaths of the remaining 15 participants who received at least one dose, uh, symptoms slash cause of death included COVID, chronic pulmonary uh, obstructive disease and heart attack, myocarditis being a now well-established side effect. One cause of death was listed as unevaluable. Interesting. But I thought that all participants' deaths in clinical trials were supposed to be evaluated. Well, there's my dog barking. You tell him, Baxter. Uh, hypocritical logic. The second latest court-ordered release is another 3,600-plus page document. Link, of course, in this article. Published internally in November 2020, it details adverse reactions to the vaccine candidate uh, during the clinical trials. A common pattern emerges. Pfizer and the FDA minimize the deaths and do not attribute them to the vaccine. Instead, they highlight natural causes, existing conditions, and mere assumption. Part of the cover-up involved nonsensical criteria. We were told that COVID kills people because existing conditions such as obesity plus infection with COVID tips the body over the edge into death. Yet Pfizer says that where participants had existing conditions like obesity, adverse reactions to the vaccine were not the cause or the trigger of death. In other words, it's one standard for COVID deaths and another for possible injection-related deaths. Surely by the same standard, the deaths of patients with existing conditions who died following injection were likely triggered by the injection. Yet in case after case, Pfizer says no. They, actually, uh, they don't actually study the given death. They accept the word of the principal investigator. Had the deaths been listed as caused slash triggered by the injection, the product would not, sorry, would have been withdrawn before getting emergency use authorization. Just on that, remember I talked about that, how long ago now, geez, uh, a number of shows ago, you'd have to go back and listen to it. But I, I mentioned the Takata airbag scandal where the company Takata, who produces airbags for a myriad of different car manufacturers, uh, basically was involved in a bit of a scandal because some of these airbags were in accidents that were, they were actually killing people and harming them, maiming them. There were projectiles flying through, shards of metal, piercing people's brains and things. And there were some whistleblowers in the company who were you know, coming out saying, this is happening. This is what we know it's happening. The company knows this is going on, but they're not doing anything about it. Um, you know, some of the Japanese boards, you know, the, the members and the corp, the leaders had to fall on their swords and resign. And I think one of them even might have committed suicide, to be honest. But um, I, 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 I dig deeper, of course, to find out about it. But 
when, you know, when you look at what they did, there were 22 known deaths attributed to that false, that faulty airbag around the world, 22. And a whole bunch of people got injured as well, but 22 deaths from a faulty airbag. And then it was recalled global, globally recalled that airbag because of 22 people lost their lives. Well, here we go. We're talking about now this in these Pfizer documents that there are there are now was it about fifteen death of these participants, which can literally be attributed to the vaccine itself to the injection, and it got approved. And this was in a, in a small trial of a few, I think it was a few thousand people in this trial. Uh, yeah, and it got the big tick of approval. And how many lives has it taken from this planet right now? My goodness. Global recall? No, no, no. Roll out the boosters, folks. Forget the recalls. Forget all the information. Forget these documents that's coming out proving that they knew this was happening. No, 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 no. Just get more. Now we've got even ads you know, from uh, the chief, new chief medical officer or whoever he is. You know, he kind of looks like a bit of a Bill Gates. On, ads on TV now. Oh, yes, uh, you need to go and get your booster. Uh, it's for your safety. Uh, you need to get it. It's been uh, thoroughly tested. Oh, my God. They're running that ad all the fucking time on television. Uh, and, yeah, talking about how you should get more of these things. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, moving on. Details of victims. Uh the following victims are from the second document, so it is not clear if some are the same as the 15 of the vaccine-injected people noted above who died. The second document suggests even more deaths in addition to the 15. There we go. One woman, 56, was given a two-dose schedule uh, ending in August 2020. She died of cardiac arrest and cerebral edema, which is brain swelling, in October. So like two months later. Or ending in August. Yeah, so two months later. Uh, Pfizer and the FDA says for this particular case, highlighted here, it was unknown if an autopsy was performed. In the opinion of the investigator, there was no reasonable possibility that the cardiac arrest was related to the study intervention or clinical trial procedures, as the death occurred two months after receiving dose two. Pfizer concurred with the investigator's casualty assessment. There you go. Because it didn't happen within what? 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever, because it was two months later. Oh, it's, it's got nothing to do with it. Far out. This is what we're dealing with, folks. This is why people around who, like I said before, how it was cancer killing everyone, and it still is, of course, but now it's more like um, the, the jabs are killing everyone. But, of course, no one sees it. No one makes the connection. You know what I mean? All these families and stuff. And I, I literally, my uncle passed away on Monday um, uh, last week. And I uh, had his funeral on, on Wednesday, uh, sorry, Tuesday, just gone, uh, of a heart attack. And he's fully jabbed. He's had all his doses and died of a heart attack. So, yeah, I lost my father this year and one of my uncles as well. Of course, my father was to cancer. And uh, this one is 100% because of the jabs, mate. Unbelievable. Another family friend is also having... All of a sudden has all these heart, heart problems now. We had to get a pacemaker put in, all these heart problems. Never had an issue with his heart his whole life and not since he was jabbed did he start having heart problems. But of course, it's not the jab. This is just what's happening, folks. Uh, 
here we go. So uh, it's just recapping what it did there. They don't know if an autopsy was conducted, yet the unnamed investigator sees fit to deny any link to the injection. Yes, there you go. Another man died, who was 60, died in September, three days after receiving a single dose of the vaccine. The man was obese and died with or of arteriosclerosis, a buildup of fat in the veins. Uh, we know the injection can actually cause clotting. According to the medical examiner, the probable cause of death was progression of arteriosclerotic disease. Uh, relevant tests were unknown. Autopsy results were not available at the time of this report. There you go. Tests unknown. Autopsy not available. Yet the death definitely had nothing to do with the injection. <laughs> it just goes on and on. There's more, more hidden victims. I won't go through that part there. I'll just skip down here to conclusion of the article. To summarize, <clears throat> a few bullet points here, folks. None of the deaths were attributed by Pfizer or the FDA to the vaccine. The company and FDA covered up possible links by not investigating causes of death, even where autopsies were not available. Myocarditis and cardiac arrest deaths post-injection were not attributed to the vaccine. Victims have been mixed up. There were deaths of apparently different individuals on the same day, or were they actually the same people? There was a seeming conflation of placebo and vaccine participants. Details were provided for some participants, but not others. Toxicity grades of what were assigned to participants only in one or two of the documents. Highly toxic, uh, high toxicity levels correlate with mortality as opposed to severe or mild vaccine injury. And there will be a part five. That's by Dr. TJ Coles. Again, link will be in the show notes, folks, but there you go. Interesting, hey? Uh, I did have another link here. Nope. Let me just stop sharing there for a second. Well, there you go. Like, just like we can, we all know that there's been the cover up. And of course, we've been covering all this sort of stuff. We've uh, linked to that group, PCMPT.org, whatever it is, um, on previous shows as well, who, who've got hold of the Pfizer documents and all of the medical professionals who are aligned with that group who just want the truth to come out. None of this hits the mainstream media, folks. None of this information you will see on TV. The only thing you see on TV is go and get your shots. Oh, um, oh we've had uh, you know, increases in SADS now, uh, sudden adult death syndrome. Um, you know, don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, I just heard just recently as well that in Canada, in Alberta, in Canada, the highest, the leading cause of death in Alberta, Canada at the moment is unknown reasons. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Unknown reasons or unknown causes of death is the highest cause of death in Alberta, in Canada. Uh, and it, apparently in 2019, it was about 322 died of unknown reasons. In 2020, it jumped up to around 1,000 odd. And I think in 2021, by the end of 2021, it was in over 3,000. I mean, I hate to see what it is already in, you know, eight months in into this year. Uh, can't wait to see what the statistics are for that one in by the end of the year. I bet you it's probably up to around five, 6,000, if not more. And that's what's going on, folks. Crazy, crazy stuff. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. Uh we go yeah, this one was interesting as well. I think it relates. Let me just double check. 
Yeah, it does. Let me just screenshot this uh, screen share. Sorry. Good thing is because I'm doing this solo, it's not cutting me off after 40 minutes. Fucking Zoom. I hate when it does that shit. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay the money for the subscription. Here we go. Such a cheap bastard. Anyway, New South Wales health surveillance data rates per 1 million population by VAC status. Uh, this interactive report is available there. Here we go. Uh, so no dose is the blue, right? Look at all the low, sorry, the no dose deaths. So low, all the way across the board. Low, 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 low. All right. And let's have a look at the one dose ones. That's the purple column. Oh, so I was looking at the unknown there. So the no dose is that first one, my mistake. Uh, zero on that one there. Well, this is like a, a weekly thing for June. Goes into a bit of July. I think it covers about three months there. Um, yeah, so you won't see this in the evening news. New South Wales, Australia, rates of COVID and influenza infection based on how vaxxed you are. Basically, the data says the more vaccines you've had, the more vulnerable you are to both COVID and influenza, and the sicker you'll be. With double boosted people, which is four jabs in total, being uh, infected at an alarmingly higher rate than others. Unvaccinated people, unvaccinated people uh, remain the least affected group by far. And there is links, of course, to that data as well. And that is government links where you can get that data as well. Fascinating stuff. But there you go. Look at the four plus doses. It's through the roof. Look how these are the sickest people around. Are the jabbed with the unjabbed? Look at this being the lowest and the unknown, of course, the second lowest, meaning that they haven't disclosed their vaccination status, which I would say you could probably lump them in with the no-dose ones, possibly anyway. Maybe they've only had one and didn't want to have any more and don't want to tell people. But look at that. The more doses you have, the sicker you are, the more instances of influenza and COVID. Well done to all you vaxxed people out there. Fucking idiots. All right, there was something else here I wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, here we go. All right, so this is in uh, New Jersey in the, in the States. <clears throat> Lake Hopper, Hopatcong, uh, New Jersey. Anyway, Morris Sussex Family Practice, student athletes, Sports physicals are done primarily to make sure you are not at high risk for sudden cardiac death on the playing field. COVID vaccinations affect your risk. In response to worldwide experience and vaccine adverse event monitoring, we are adopting a more precautionary sports physical sign-off policy. The policy is, if you have received doses of any COVID vaccine, we will not be able to clear you for uh, to compete in sports without uh, without performing lab work and possibly uh, echocardiogram to rule out potential heart damage. So they won't sign off on it. They're like, we're not going to give you the tick of approval because if you've had a jab, you could go out on a sporting field and drop fucking dead. 
and they don't want to be the ones to say, oh, no, they were okay. So they don't have the liability. They're saying, we know these jabs do this to you. This is in a, uh, this particular family practice. This is a doctor's surgery, basically. We call them here. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to give you that, um, that tick of approval to go and play sports there, kids, because um, you know what? You might end up like these folks. Here we go. This one out of, it's a Substack article. News from the Underground by Crispin Miller. So many people are now dying suddenly that our free press can barely hide it anymore. The toll of vaccination will soon be too obvious for any propaganda to obscure, uh, to obscure it, as we are now seeing in the USA and Canada, Ireland, Cyprus, Sri Lanka, and Australia. In advance of this week's compilation of reports of sudden deaths throughout the world, I am posting several pieces from the US, Canada, all those countries I've just read, including Australia, variously indicating that the global toll of vaccination is accelerating so dramatically with so many people dying suddenly that it will be soon be quite impossible to hide from anyone except the clinically insane. And what will happen then? What fresh hell will they unloose to change the subject? Or will humankind at least uh, at last wake up and fight as one to bring the authors of this great of the of this greatest of all crimes and their accomplices to justice. We'll see. But first we finally uh, we have to see what's happening all around us every single hour of every day and make sure others see it too. So from the United States form, I'm gonna go through all these one by I mean all the information, but I'll just go through some of the headlines here. July 20, former Eagles receiver Charles Johnson dies at 50. Uh, at the age of 50 cause of death had not yet been released but of course we'll find out it'll be a heart attack or something college football news former Notre Dame lineman Paul Duncan did at 35 only 35 wow cardiac arrest while on a run South Carolina football great Phil Petty died he was 43 uh, it's unclear how Petty uh, passed away, but I guarantee you it'll be a heart attack as well. Houston, two Houston firefighters suffer a heart attacks in one week. 46-year-old and a 24-year-old. Wow. Canada. Uh, Well-known Toronto emergency physician dies suddenly while running. That noise is. Sorry if you guys can hear that. Uh, Paul Hannum, Chief of Emergency Medicine and the program medical director at North York General Hospital died suddenly on Saturday, July 16th. Three young doctors have died suddenly in uh, Mississauga, suburb of Toronto, uh, after getting the latest mandated booster. Cause of deaths are not being disclosed. Uh, and here we go. So please share. I'll read this little thing. This is interesting. Three physicians at the, I'm going. I'm saying this wrong. Mississauga or Mississauga. I'm not sure you pronounce it. Uh, hospitals have died this week. The first on Monday, second on Tuesday, and the third on Thursday. The cause of death wasn't shared in the memo. But how many times have three doctors died in one week, days after the hospital started administering the fourth shot to its staff? This is in addition to the physician who worked at North York General who died this week while out running. How many more coincidences will people accept? These shots need to be pulled. Abso-fucking-lutely. Out of Ireland, warm tributes to uh, Boccia champion Gareth as family mourns third loss in 18 days. Died suddenly at home. 
no cause of death reported. But whenever they don't report it, you know it's because of the fucking jabs. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd say something like, oh, died in a car accident or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, we, know, we know how to work it out. Cyprus, doctor alarmed at recent number of sudden deaths. In the last four months, there have been 38 sudden deaths in North Cyprus, which should be investigated, a doctor has said. Um, these people died suddenly and most of them at home. Doesn't this subject deserve a study? Uh, they died suddenly. Sudden deaths are not normal and should not be accepted as such, he says. Well, it's now the new normal. Sorry there, Doc. Sri Lanka, two deaths in fuel queues today. Both victims, senior citizens, died suddenly, collapsing while waiting in line for fuel. Uh, Australia, here we go. Two former AFL football stars died suddenly on the same day. Bill Pickin and Con Britt died uh, dead on the sad day as, world, as footy world mourns. Uh, former Magpies player Billy Pickin and Con Britt on Saturday. Uh, doesn't again doesn't say exactly. Obviously, just died suddenly. And there you go. That's just uh, some of the ones that were happened you know recently. So many folks just on and on and on. Uh, I thought I had some more here to share as well. That's okay. Okay, I've got to play this. This is just quite funny. Just just for a laugh at the end of the show here, let me pause it. I love, I mean, it's all controlled media anyway, but Tucker Carlson's a breath of fresh air sometimes anyway. Here we go. Uh, let me maximize this one. Oh, did I actually screen share that? No, I didn't. Lucky I didn't play it. Here we go. The coolest name ever for. Let's maximize this for our members so they can watch it. It only goes for like uh, 37 seconds. Here we go. The coolest name ever for a disease. Can't come tonight. I got the monkey. But they are changing the name because racism or something. Well, for once, we don't know who they are. We're not going to allow it. We're going to change the name this time. We're going to do it with the public's help because democracy is real. So we had a vote, there was no ballot harvesting. You can trust our counting. And the new name for monkeypox is now officially, and we're declaring it, Schlong COVID. <laughs> that won our audience election with about 40% of the vote. So let Rochelle Walensky at the CDC know. Her uh, number is 1-800-232-4636. Wait for the prompt on monkeypox and make your voice heard because it's still a democracy. The coolest name. <laughs> Schlong COVID, folks. That's what monkeypox is now called. Make sure you... Uh... Make sure you all spread that one around. Schlong COVID. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. It's one of the funniest ones around. Oh, so good. Uh, anything else newsworthy here, folks, before I leave you? Done nearly about an hour. It's pretty good. Uh, oh, the old Tourette's. I'm sure you guys have all seen that too. Apparently, all these, you know, uh, the, the Australian was it the experts are baffled about the epidemic of Tourette's in teenage girls is that because they're trying to avoid mentioning the real cause that was out of um, Merrill's uh, page there Merrill Dory Australian vaccination risks network the experts are baffled once again Tourette's in teen girls when they're baffled it means they're trying to cover up the real cause of course it's vaccination harm these ticks develop post-vaccination Oh, here's another good one too, just to prove uh, we won't end on this one. 
just to prove that all of this was planned in the beginning. I'm, I'm, again, I'm sure I've mentioned this. What have even been last year when I mentioned this, but here we go. United States Patent Application Publication, the name Rothschild's System and Method for Testing for COVID-19. When was this particular provisional application number filed? Well, there you go, folks. Filed on October 13th, 2015. That's when it was filed, right there. All right. They developed and patented a system for testing. Oh, sorry, a system and method for testing for COVID-19. When COVID-19, no one had even knew about what it was until, shit, what was it? December, probably December 2020, really, before it had kind of entered the zeitgeist and the vernacular. But there you go. Patents filed for it way back then. Unbelievable. There's a few others, always good content, folks. Any listeners out there, if you wanted to join, um, I, I, I call my little group the Intellectual Connoisseur Club and then GKP and RNA in brackets there. So I've just got my own little telegram thing I like to share with uh, members, family and friends, all that sort of stuff. Um, of course, this is the show. There's a few of you out there as well who are in the group listening and contributing and enjoying the content on there. Um, I often refer to a lot of that as well when I do these shows. So if you want to contribute or jump in, jump in there, you, all you need to do is look me up on Telegram first because uh, it's not a public group. I have to invite you in because I am pretty uh, choosy on who I let in there. I don't just let anyone in there because then you got to deal with uh, spamming and all that sort of shit. So just look me up. Uh, what am I name? It's Gen- I'm uh, General underscore Maddox. So, of course, General Maddox or General underscore Maddox, look me up on Telegram and um, say g'day. Tell me you'd like to join the group and I'll send you a link. You can jump in. Uh, once again, folks, please do uh, consider supporting the show. Um, all of these the shows from now on that we're doing, of course, we do a video version of the show. So g'day to all the members there. That goes up for everyone. Uh, they get a video version of the show so they can watch and, and uh, see what we're doing and all that sort of stuff. Uh, of course, today, Flying Solo. Um, but we also do, of course, the bonus content shows. So I've got, you know, different guests on, different topics we go over. We go in deep dives in particular things. Last one, Andy joined me on, which was, we had a bit of fun, that one, talking about CERN and the Mandela effect and simulation theory, all that sort of stuff. It was pretty cool. It was good fun. Uh, prior to that, I think I had Ethan on. We did a really good in-depth one on music, which was, to this day, one of my favorite shows I've ever done. It was fantastic. It was really good. Um, yeah, lots of good content on those um, bonus ones. So folks, um, and that's just my way of basically giving something back to the people who want to support what we do and, you know, to, to throw a couple of dollars our way once a month, you know, so I, I try and do my best to make sure you get something again, extra for that as well. So, uh, it's always really appreciated to those who, um, who want to contribute. Uh, I don't know. I know not everyone can and only, uh, you know, yeah, this, this show, like, let me just quickly look it up here. Um, currently sitting at nearly a hundred and getting close to 150,000 downloads all up. Um, you know what I mean? So out of a show that will get listened to around 3000 odd times in a month, you know, I dare say probably maybe less than 1% of those people, all those listeners are actually helping to contribute to, to the show and uh, to what we do. So um, that's just the way it is. And I, I'm fine with that. Uh, and every little bit helps. So um, 
if you're if you're in a position where you can jump on, you'll you'll get you'll get some some bonus content for that. I make sure you guys do. Uh, depending on your tier, I'll, I've got where are they? Coming up to summer and spring as well. These will be back in the fashion. I guarantee it. There we go. Don't forget, you've got these bad boys. That's the uh, stubby coolers. Logo on the front and conspiracy beery on the back with some provocative imagery. <laughs> Designed by a buddy of mine as well. How happy design those ones. Did the artwork for that. And I've got to get that off the ground one day too. The old conspiracy beeries. That'll be fun. Uh, looking for some funding for that. Maybe I'll have to crowdfund that one too. <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, all right, guys. Well, that's it for uh, for this show. It's uh, I'm going to go and take my son to footy training shortly anyway. Um, there was a few other things I was going to mention too, uh, but that's all right. We'll, I think I've pumped out about an hour there anyone, anyway. So uh, I hope to see you all again. Hopefully um, you guys can tune in for the upcoming shows we've got as well and you don't miss out.
just on the 